back, everybody. Welcome to another Ramblin' Radio podcast, episode number 37. Welcome to the simulation. Welcome back to my podcast. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's Sunday evening, and the Super Bowl is on right now, but I'm recording this podcast episode because you have to sacrifice to win. I'm losing my mind. Hope you guys are having an incredible start to your Monday. Happy Monday, even though it's Sunday for me. Uh, I'm recording this for you, so you have this to carry with you along your journey this week, because this week is a special week. Why is it special? Because we're alive. If you're listening to this right now, you're alive. And if you're alive, then you should be fucking grateful. You're alive. You're breathing. Good. Good for you. Let's keep going. Um, hope you guys are having a great Monday so far. We got a lot of things going on. Uh, first of all, we got little old me today. Uh, little old me. Um, no, no guests for this week, but we got some epic, epic guests coming up in the next in the in in the next episode and the following episode and I think the following episode after that we've got some incredible guests coming so I'm very very excited um, but we got a little old me today so so hang on hang on tight I promise this is going to be worth your while because we're going to be going over two things that we've we've talked about a little bit but we we haven't really gone deep I feel like we haven't gone deep enough so we're going to hit it again but we're going to hit it at a different angle and it's going to be worth your while it's going to get you it's going to get you going for the week and and that's the that's the whole um, inspiration for today's episode but as you know before we get into the content we have to shout out our five star reviews I appreciate you guys anyone dropping a five-star review. I see you. I appreciate you. I read all of them and it helps the podcast grow. So if this is a podcast, you've listened to this already and you're like, man, this is helping me so much. Either leave a five-star review or share it with a friend. Or if you want to be extra awesome, do both. That would be incredible. Um, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate it. So we, ha- we have a five-star review here from the name I'm only fun i'm only fun this for the witchima i swear to god that's that's what it says i'm not i'm not joking here um (laughs) it was a very nice review i think the name just needs to be worked on just a tad bit but the review said packed with value they said been following zach since i stumbled on his best way to edit your vlogs youtube videos wow that just took me back that's amazing um I was amazed at his professional quality and storytelling. I've since been following him on Instagram and keeping up with his five-day growth challenges he puts out from time to time. Speaking of five-day challenge, we got one coming out a week from today. I will get back to that. Um, he, he, He goes on to say, I've been extremely inspired by Zach's ability to excel in whatever he puts his mind to, fitness, filmmaking, and now coaching. From the release of his first filmmaking course to the announcement of Waylon and now to making these podcast episodes, I'm fully invested in Zach's success because he has shown me through his content how he genuinely wants to help other creators. I've listened to every single podcast episode and I can guarantee you that it is worth your time. Thank you for the amazing content and keep up the great work. Wow. Um, I don't know. I, w- I wish I knew who this person was. If, if you're listening to this, you 
you just said you listen to every podcast episode. So I'm assuming you're going to be listening to this. Shoot me a DM. Let me know who you are, because obviously you've been around for a long time since he mentioned the old fitness days. And yeah, I mean, that's just that's awesome. I love that. You know, it's it's cool. YouTube is cool. I'm sure if you're a YouTuber yourself or uh, you put content out about who you are as a person uh, from the very beginning, you get to see the stages that either yourself go through and others go through as well that that create content from the, the beginning of their journey. So I don't regret that at all. And, and there's still more content um, or more YouTube videos and stuff that are going to be coming out in the future um, where I'll be documenting it once again. And I know I've talked about that already, so I, I'm not going to repeat myself, but um, yeah, I, I just, I appreciate that. And it's just, it's cool to look back and, and see how far you've come. And, and it's important to do that. I was actually just on another podcast where I talked about this. Um, my buddy Kyle, I haven't met him in person, but I was just on his podcast, Kyle Loftus. Um, go check out his podcast, but I'm going to be, I don't know when it's coming out. I think a week from today or something like that, maybe even sooner. But I, I mentioned it in, in his podcast where I said, it. you have to look at how far you've come and not how far you have to go. And it's important to to look into the future and see the big picture, but that's mainly all we look at, especially me. This is something that I've struggled with a ton and I still continue to work on it is I'm always looking into the, the future and always looking at the big picture and I forget to take a step back and look at how far I've come already and I've come a long way. Um, and, and I know if you're listening to this and, and you're, you've been at this journey for, um, you know, even, even a few months or six months or a year, you can look back and see how far you've come to. And if you're looking back and you're like, I, I haven't made any progress. Well, that's okay. But now it's time to reflect and be like, okay, I got to make some changes. So it's just, it's so important. So important to look back at how far you've come. Anyways, um, thank you so much for the five star review. We've got a five day challenge. He, the, the reviewer himself even mentioned it. That's how I know he's, uh, he's really following along every once in a while. I release a, a five day challenge and I put a lot of heart and a lot of effort into them and I try to make it as epic as I possibly can. We're giving away a thousand dollars. I've mentioned it on the past two or three podcast episodes. We've got tons of people pouring into this challenge. So it's going to be very, very exciting. And like I said, we're giving away $1,000 to one participant that I felt really put in the effort with every single challenge video. And this challenge in particular is all about landing your biggest client and doing the the 5%, doing the 5% of things that are really going to move the needle on your creative business. And the 5% that we are looking at is, is getting your biggest client, not just getting your biggest client, but getting the client that's going to pay you what you are worth. How do you become a valuable asset to somebody? And a lot of it is the way you think about things. It's just, it's a perception. It's, it's how do you perceive, uh, and how do you, how do you go after, and, and, and communicate with someone and think differently in those situations. And those are a lot of the things that we're going to be going over. A lot of the things, it's just, it's just going to open your eyes. It's going to give you a different perspective to think about. And I think a lot of you 
are going to go wide-eyed and be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, and so that is that is the inspiration and that is what I'm dedicating this challenge on. So if you're someone that is just, if you, if you feel stuck right now, you feel like, first of all, you feel like this, this is difficult, this is hard, and you're trying to attack this alone, I highly recommend that you join the challenge. If you feel like you've been in the same place for a certain amount of time and you're not progressing, I highly recommend you should check out this challenge. If you're someone that is getting clients, but they're not the clients that they like or they want, and there's different client work that you really are more passionate about, but that's not what's making you money and you want to transition to that, that different kind of client work, then I highly recommend that you take this challenge. And we're, we're, we're targeting this towards filmmakers and photographers, but it really, it does not matter. If you are a graphic designer, hell, if you're an interior designer, if you're some sort of creative, this challenge is going to help you in a lot of different ways. So if you are, are one of those people, I highly, highly recommend that you come and join the challenge. All you have to do is go to www.zachkravitzcoach.com slash my biggest client. And that is all you got to do. That link is in the show notes as well. Or you can go to my Instagram at Zach Kravitz and just tap the link in my bio, sign up. It is not that difficult. And we're also giving away a pricing guide for $9.99 if you are struggling to price your clients. Well, I created a guide and it's amazing. So go check that out. Click the link in my bio, sign up for the challenge, purchase the pricing guide. It's it's only ten dollars. It's very. It's, it's not a lot of money at all, and I'm only giving it to challenge participants, and that's it. So, get into the challenge. Let's get on with the podcast episode. So today we're going to be talking about a couple of different things. I'm going to try to make this episode as quick and concise as I possibly can. Okay, all these episodes have been like an hour and a half. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get this to forty minutes. Can we do it? I don't know. Maybe thirty minutes. We'll see. We're gonna talk about money. Uh, we, we already talked about finances. We, we talked about finances. We talked about how to organize your finances, but we haven't talked about how to think about money. We haven't talked about the mindset that we should have on money. We haven't, we haven't talked about how we should feel about money. Should we save it? Should we hold on to it? Should we spend it and just ball out? What should we do with our money? And how should we feel about it? And then another thing we haven't really talked about is we haven't really talked about risk and how the two are related. Money and risk, they go hand in hand. What do those things mean? How should you think about them? And how can you use them to propel you forward and keep moving the needle? That is what we're going to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about money, the way we feel about money. And the way we feel about money is the way we feel about freaking everything in the entire world, okay? It all comes down to what is our belief system. What did we learn? What do we get programmed as a child growing up at our, at our parents' house? What did you hear about money in your family? If you can go back to seven years old, little seven-year-old you, Pooping, crying, being annoying. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you were a golden child. I don't know. 
I, I was actually pretty quiet as a kid. I was very, I just, this is coming from my parents. I don't know if they lied to me. Maybe they did, but, but I just, apparently I just listened. I listened. I looked around. I watched. I, I, I just, I just sat there. I didn't do much. I just kind of sat and listened. Kind of do that now. I think that's why I'm such a good listener. I don't really talk too much, but I listen. And then when I talk, it's, it's, it means something. <laughs> I'm so fantastic. No, I'm just kidding. So anyways, what was I saying? Go, go back to seven-year-old you. If, you. if your parents struggled with money, that's the household you grew up in. What, what did you learn about money then? If they struggled with money, what, what, were, what would be some of the things that you might hear? Money doesn't grow on trees, right? I'm sure at least a hundred of you listening to this, at least a hundred of you have, have heard that line maybe when you were younger. Money doesn't grow on trees. If money doesn't grow on trees, how do we, how do we think about money when we get older? What do, we, what do we learn about money? It's that money is hard. It's difficult to get. It's very hard. You got to work hard. It's difficult. It's a struggle. You got to struggle to get money. If you live in that kind of environment, that's all you're, you're really, that's all you know. That's, that, is, that becomes your belief system is that if you want to make money, good luck because it's really difficult, it's a struggle, and it's hard. <laughs> it's true. Your, your belief system's deep down too. It's, it's at that subconscious level. You, you probably don't even think about it. You don't even think about it. Actually, I can promise you, you don't think about it. But if you start to reflect on, on even the simplest things like your language, even your language can determine your, your beliefs. Actually, yeah, I mean, your language does determine your, what your belief system is. So if you're like, oh, yeah, that's so expensive. That's so expensive. I'm not going to buy that. That's so expensive. Okay, beliefs are, are deep down. You don't even realize that you're doing that. I want, I want you I want you to spend spend a week. Spend, today's Monday, right? Okay, so take, take, starting today, I want you to think about all the people that you surround yourself with and, and count all the times that somebody says, oh, yeah, that's, that's so expensive. No, I'm not going to buy that. Who would buy that? So expensive. Just count and, and, and feel the, the negativity that comes with it. There's, that neg- there's always that negative tone. Ah, so expensive. No, not going to buy that. I'm not going to waste my money. No. Start counting those. Start keeping track. Start seeing the way people talk about money. It's very negative. It's not, it's not a positive reaction. So our, our beliefs about anything, and it's not just money, it's about everything. It's deep down, it's subconscious, and we don't even realize that we're doing it. It's something that you really have to think about, reflect on, and all of this kind of grows and, 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 and becomes a belief when, when we're a child. Now with beliefs, we've talked about this in the past, our beliefs create our thoughts right? Our thoughts are actually what goes around in our head. And those thoughts we actually think about, we're aware of them. We're aware of those thoughts and we know we're having those thoughts. Okay. But our beliefs create those thoughts. So when you actually go and you say, oh yeah, that's, that's expense. I'm not, I would never pay for that. That's, that's, that's where the thought comes in. So if our belief system is you have to struggle to make money because that's what you were around when you were young, that's what you grew up in, right? That your belief is you have to struggle to make money. Then what are what are your thoughts going to be about money? It's going to be money's really hard. 
it's really difficult and it's not easy to make money. It's not easy to get your hands on money. Those are going to be your thoughts. So what are your actions going to be around money? Well, because you know it's going to be difficult, the actions that you take are going to be difficult actions. You're going to struggle to get money. You're going to subconsciously choose to make money in a difficult way, right? Because that's your belief system, that money is hard. So you're going to do whatever it takes to make it hard for yourself to make money. Isn't that crazy? Like if you really think about it, it might it might not be hitting you right now. And maybe I'm not explaining it very well. But as soon as it hits, the light bulb is going to turn on. And you're going to be like, holy shit. It's, it's true. It's true. Your beliefs create your thoughts, which then create your actions. And your actions give you your results. So if you have shitty action, you're going to get shitty results. And you're going to have shitty money problems. <laughs> Right. And then it's and then it's a pattern and then it's an ongoing pattern and you be, you get comfortable and you don't want to get out of that comfortness because being being broke. I talked about this in my um, my other episode called uh, why you can't buy a Lambo or something like that. You know, being broke is just doing the same old pattern over and over again. That's why that's all it is. It's just old, old patterns, old, repetitive patterns and they're not painful enough for you to make a change to get out of it. That's like really all it is. So let me, let me give you an example about my life and how I grew up because it wouldn't be fair for me to just say, you know, say all those things without actually giving you an example of what I'm going through personally. Right. So let me give you an example. My parents, big savers, they save money. We, we lived really well. My dad made good amount of money. He was a stock trader. He's a financial advisor. Um, he made a lot, a lot of really good decisions in the stock market, and we've we've made a lot of money, or my parents made a lot of money. But they're big savers, especially my dad, big saver. And so I heard that word a ton when I grew up. It's like save, 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 and a lot of families are like this: save, save, save. Especially in the Midwest, you save, you save, you get a job nine to five, you save, 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 and then you can buy a house. And you get a dog, you get kids, and then get the whole American dream. Save, save, save. Well, now, what what happens when you want to become an entrepreneur? Which all of you listening right now, if you are a freelancer, if you call, call yourself a freelancer, guess what? You're an entrepreneur. Basically, you're an entrepreneur. You have your own creative business. If you're freelancing, it's a business, which means you are an entrepreneur. You have your own business. Congrats. <laughs> and now, let me ask you this. Can you build a business without spending money. Can you build a business by just saving? No, you can't. You can't build a business by just saving your money. So, let me let me give an example here. Let's let's take a product-based business. Let's say you're selling t-shirts. You're, you're making some merch. You got a YouTube channel. This is classic for most people. They, Start a YouTube channel, they start getting popular, they come out with merch, okay? <laughs> Can you sell a shirt without buying a shirt? No. Think about it. Can you sell a shirt without buying a shirt? You need to have inventory, and you have to buy inventory. And especially when you're playing at a big level, you have to buy a lot of inventory. And then there's that fear of, well, are people going to buy it? But technically, you can sell a shirt and drop ship it and, you know, use a service that will do it for you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
but they do they're, they're going to take a bigger percentage and it's it's a lot less of a risk right but i guess you could do it but just think of it i'm just i'm just saying it at for the example the example is is that when you don't spend money you don't make as much money the classic saving mentality does not work when it comes to building a business and especially when it comes to scaling a business doesn't mean that you should spend everything but you have to be willing to take a risk and spend knowing that it'll come back times 10. You are making an investment in yourself. So if you had that classic saving mentality, it's going to be really difficult for you to scale a business and grow a business because you have to just save. You can't let it go. You feel that tightness. You just you just can't let it go. You don't you're not you don't have the trust in yourself. Money money needs to flow. Money needs to breathe. If you don't let out a breath, you just suck in what happens. You just suck in air and you hold it. You don't let it back out. What happens? You die. <laughs> you die. It's in, it's out. When you are breathing naturally and you're letting it in and you're letting it out, what's happening? You're breathing. You're alive. You're keeping yourself alive. We don't even realize that we do it. But when it comes to money, we realize it as soon as possible. We're like, oh, nope, hold it. Stop. Not spending that. Nope, not spending that. If you did that with yourself, with, with your breathing, you'd be dead in, in a minute. So why are you doing that with, with your business? Why are you doing that with you? You have to invest in yourself. And you don't invest in yourself, why would someone invest in you? If you're talking the talk, you're trying to get a client to invest in you, but you're not even investing in you, why Why should they invest in you? It doesn't make any sense. As soon as you start feeling that tightness and, and you don't just let it go, you don't let that tightness go, and you know what I'm talking about. When you feel that tight grip, it's like a gut, it's like a it's like a, I don't know, it's, I guess it's just like a knot in your stomach. You feel that tightness when something's going on with your money. Either you're spending a lot of it, you're making a big purchase on something or a big investment. You feel that tightness. I feel that tightness. When I make a big investment in myself, I really feel that tightness. But if you don't, if you don't let that go, it, that's when bad shit happens. If you don't let go and just release, and what I mean by that is, by not spending it. You just, you keep it. You feel the tightness and then you don't let it go. You just, you just hold on to it and you don't make the investment. That's when bad shit happens. You have to let your money breathe. You have to spend money to make money. It's, it's ongoing. It comes in, it goes out. It comes in, it goes out. It comes in, it goes out. That's how you have to think about it. And that's where risk comes in. That's why I'm, I'm taking money and risk and combining it in today's episode. Risk. And money, they go hand in hand. Risk or security. Being a freelancer or an entrepreneur is a risk. But what's also a risk is you getting in the car and, and driving, you walking across the street, you getting on an airplane. All these things are risks. It's a lot less of a risk than other risks, but it's still a risk. Everything we do is a risk. The stock market is a risk, but people are making thousands, hundreds, millions of dollars in the stock market. You buying something is a risk. The product might not work. There's a great quote by, by Richard Branson. He said, the biggest risk is not taking any risk. If you don't take any risk 
imagine what your life is. And I, I mean, like, take that really literally. If you don't take any risk, that means you stay in bed and you literally don't move and you die. That's, that's literally what would happen if you didn't take any risk. As soon as you take your foot out of the, out of your comforters, out of your, (laughs) out of your cozy little blanket and you put one foot onto the floor, you're taking a risk. That's it. It's you are you, the the risk the 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 amount of risk that you take throughout the day. You probably don't even realize the amount of risks that you take throughout the day. Life is so incredibly fragile. Think about Kobe Bryant for a second. I mean, what a horrible horrible thing. He was making his his day to day routine. He was doing his his daily thing. It di- it didn't change. It was the same thing over and over again. And he didn't get to come home. There's risk in everything in life is completely fragile. So it's always better off to take a risk. And guess what? Even getting a job, getting a job is a risk. Everyone says getting a job, that's security. It is security because there's less of a risk than getting a, to, of getting a job compared to being an entrepreneur and building something. Definitely less of a risk for sure, but it's still a risk because you can lose that job. You can get fired. And then what? It's uh, especially if it's something you don't even like. Jim Carrey's got an incredible story about his father. I'm sure you know that. Hopefully you do. Incredible story. It, just go look at it. I'm not even gonna say. It. I don't even want to. I don't even want to waste time. Just go watch it on YouTube. Jim Carrey's father story. Perfect example for this. Less of a risk to get a job, but it's still a risk because you can you can get fired. I took a risk. I I moved out of of my parents' house. And I got an apartment. I moved out. I was in a subconscious comfort. Even though I was a quote-unquote entrepreneur, I didn't really have any bills, right? There was no fear. There was no fear, no nothing. I was living at home. I was making good, pretty good money, especially for living at home and not having bills. And I was in this subconscious. I didn't even know. I was so I was so comfortable. I didn't even know it. That's why I call it a subconscious comfort. And I moved out. I took a risk. I moved out. Every most most freelancers, they the 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 question that I get all the time is is how do you know when to go full time? How do you know when to leave behind security? I think most filmmakers and photographers they'll give you a, a list to check off. You got to have six months of, of rent saved up. You have to have a Roth IRA at least, you know, to this level. You know, you, you got to have this saved for taxes, you know, blah, 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 blah. You got to And then you got to check all those off and then you can move out. And I just I just I don't I, I think there is some good in that. I'm not saying that you just move out with nothing. That's not what I'm saying here. But I don't think you have to take that so seriously because when you move out or when you get out of your comfort shell, when you get out of your little bubble, your brain starts working differently. When you start putting yourself in in situations where there there is no uh, safety net, there is no rope to save you if you miss uh, a, a, a certain crack. If you're rock climbing and you have ropes on you, where if you fall and you're you're good, you're you're not going to be as lasered in or focused in. When you go solo, Alex, Alex Honold, Honold. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That that documentary was crazy, by uh by Jimmy Chin. 
Jimmy Chin, what a legend. What a legend. Um, I mean, if you saw that documentary, you can see the focus between going solo with or going freehand, free climbing, no no ropes, no safety net, no nothing, versus him practicing with the ropes. His focus and his, the way his mind is working is completely different. And it's the perfect analogy or metaphor or example uh, for what I'm telling you right now. When you when you get rid of the safety nets, when you get rid of Plan B, when you get rid of all of that, and it's just you. And the next problem that you have to solve, figure that to figure that shit out, your your brain just starts working differently. You'll start seeing opportunities and things that you maybe didn't see before. You'll start doing things that make you more uncomfortable because you know deep down that you have to do them or else you will not survive. There's something to be said about that. And that is what I experienced. I try to I try to put myself in an extremely uncomfortable position, as uncomfortable as I possibly could. I moved out and I, I got rid of all the safety nets that I could. Yeah, I could move back in with my parents for sure. For sure. So maybe I, I have even even, you know, maybe I st- there's still a little bit of the subconscious comfort that I have. Right. Maybe. Probably, actually, I probably there still is, but I did everything that I could in my power to eliminate that. There's, there's a lot to be said about that. Really, it changes the way you think. So, so I moved out and I bought an apartment. And not only did I get an apartment, I got an apartment that challenged me. I got in a, I didn't get some rinky dink apartment that I knew, oh, I'll be fine for seven, eight, you know, months, a year. I'll be fine. No, I got an apartment that inspired the hell out of me that I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm living here. Number one, where it like feels like almost sort of wrong. Like this shouldn't be my first apartment, quote unquote. And I made sure it was a place where it challenged me and forced me to make more money. The apartment, I'll be honest with you, the apartment that I got, my first apartment with the amount of money that I was making or that I had made was bigger and better than what my income equaled. My apartment did not equal my income at the time. And I did that to challenge myself. And and I, I put myself against the wall, put my back up against the wall, and it forced me to make more money. And when you're an entrepreneur, when you when you when you have a 9 to 5, you're limited, right? 9 to 5s aren't bad, but but you, but you limit yourself. You can only make a certain amount of money, you can only grow a certain amount. When you're on your own, the sky's the limit. You can make as much money as you possibly want to make. There's zero limit. And so with that, you have a better opportunity to make more money at a faster rate. And so I challenged myself to make more money, and guess what I did? I made more money. I wasn't going to let myself not make more money. I am living proof of of putting yourself in an uncomfortable position, investing in yourself, putting my putting putting my back up against the wall and making more money. And that's what I did. So I moved out, I got an apartment that challenged me and inspired me. And you guys watching or listening to this, if you watch any of my my um YouTube videos, you you already know this. As soon as I moved in, I lost 20 terabytes of footage. I didn't have a backup. I, I, I was completely foolish. And that was a, a, a life lesson for me right there is to always have a backup of your, of your data. I was not, I didn't, didn't, when it, when it came to data, I did not know what I was doing. 
and ended up losing 20 terabytes. Um, I had a client project on there that I had that I, I lost half of our footage. And so I had to tell the client, hey, I'm so sorry. It was extremely embarrassing. And I had to tell her that we have to refilm it. She's pissed. I had to deal with that. Never had to deal with that before. During this time, I also had zero clients coming in. Zero clients. I had not even a trace of not even like a little peak of interest. I didn't even have somebody coming to me asking for a $50 gym edit. (laughs) This was, I I didn't even have that. Usually I I would have that all the time. Like, Hey man, like, because I was working in the fitness industry and doing a lot of work for fitness influencers that I got a lot of those DMS like, Hey man, like I love what you did for Nick bear. Like, can you make something like that for me. Oh yeah, sure. Like what's your budget? Uh, you know, I was thinking like 50 bucks. Yeah. I, I, I would say no to that all the time, obviously, but I wasn't even getting those. I, I wouldn't, I would I wouldn't have, pro- I would not have taken it, but <laughs> still I was like, I'm not getting any clients here. Well, what is, what is happening right now? And it sucked because you know, when you move into your first apartment, it should be a very exciting, freeing, fun thing. And a lot of things happened that that didn't really allow me to um, enjoy that process of moving into my first apartment as much as I, I wanted it to. Um, and on top of that, I also had a lot of issues with the apartment itself because it was it was such a cool building. It was an old Otis elevator factory and they renovated it completely, made it super um, modern and, and it had all of the exposed brick and it was the original brick and it had all this cool graffiti on it from when it was just kind of like a, a, a junk pile building uh, and they kept the graffiti and it was just like this really cool creative space. Any creative or artist would have freaking loved this place. Unbelievable. But because it's an old building and they just had renovated it and I was, I was the very first tenant to uh, rent this apartment, uh, there, there was a ton of problems. And so I'll tell you a story. Those that, uh, used to watch my YouTube videos already know this, but I haven't, I haven't told the story on my podcast yet. So I'm going to tell the story really quick, but, um, it was the second day that I had moved into this apartment and I'm having all these issues. I'd lost 20 terabytes. I got no clients coming in. I'm just kind of just a wreck. I'm just, I just feel like I'm getting my, my ass kicked. And I was working at my desk. I was editing, I think, a video or something. And I started smelling this nasty smell. I'm like, ugh, like, what is that? I'm like, it's kind of smells like shit. Like, 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 not, not dog shit. It, it smelled like human shit, human fecal matter. Um, it, it was dog shit. If you compare dog shit to 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 feces, human feces, it's a very different smell. And us humans, we are nasty. It is not a good smell, right? I'm sure you all can agree. It's a different smell, and it's not a pleasant smell. And so I'm smelling this. I'm like, oh my god, what is that? And so I step, I I, I back up from my desk. I, I had a like a wheel rolling chair. I wheeled it back. And I'm wearing these fluffy Ugg slippers. 
Shout out to Ugg. I love if anybody has Ugg slippers. I'm not. I'm not afraid to say that. I, I love those slippers. Incredible. They're just like super warm though, so my feet would sweat. And that was, that's the only thing I didn't like about them. But those are unbelievable slippers. Anyways, I got these Ugg fluffy slippers on, and I take one step to the left, and it goes splat. And I look down, and there's a muddy river of like a river of flowing water. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? And there, it looked like a stream because the floor was uneven because it's an old building and they just renovated it. The floor, it's not, it's not perfectly even. And so it created, it, it has these indentations a little bit slightly enough so that water doesn't just kind of pool everywhere. It had created this little flowing stream. I'm like, oh my God, like just one step almost basically ruined my slipper well, actually, I didn't know that at the time because I thought it was just water because my floors were also kind of like a brownish color. So I didn't know what I just I just it was just wet. Right. So I'm like, oh, my God, what is that? And it went the stream went from my office. This was a, a two bed, one bath. And I made one of my bedroom, one of the bedrooms an office. It was my it was my office, my studio. I, I walked fr- out from behind my desk into the bathroom right when I walked into the bathroom. I saw a fountain of shit and piss spewing everywhere. The the base, the 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 bottom drain of the shower, the cap burst off and it was flowing like like the Bellagio of shit and piss everywhere and I'm not joking and I'm not being dramatic. It was terrifying. And I'm like my bathroom my bathroom literally exploded on me. It's it just reeked. It smelled. The color of the water was nasty. I mean, just I mean, I've got a YouTube video. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes for you. But it was just so nasty. Finally, after I got someone in, one of the um, one of the mechanical guys, I forget the name. Finally, he comes in after like four hours uh, because there was bad traffic or something. I don't know, but but no one was in the building to help me for like four hours. It was horrible. Finally, they fixed the problem and whatnot. And what the problem was is because they had just finished renovating the building, the construction workers working on my shower, they forgot a towel. They, they put a towel down the drain in case of spillage and whatnot when they're, when they're working. Um, I think it's either gas or I don't know anyone listening to this who is a plumber or works with toilets and showers and whatnot. You you know what I'm talking about, but they stuck that towel down there and they forgot to take the towel out. And that is what caused backup and, 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 and the, (laughs) the drain to just explode. Um, and I knew there was something wrong earlier because my toilet stopped working. It stopped flushing and then the water disappeared and then it rose. No, it first rose all the way to the top and I'm like, okay, it's just plugged up, whatever. I let it be for a second and then it just, it, it completely disappeared and I couldn't flush it or anything. It was, it was messed up. And then, and then my shower exploded. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and so after that, I'm, I'm so, I'm just so pissed. Um, anyone that I talk to just starts laughing because it sounds hilarious, which now it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking funny. But at the time I was really, really pissed off and, and I'm talking to the property manager and I'm spending hours on the phone with them. Like I want a freaking I want one month of rent free, like 
Like, I, I'm just, like, negotiating, yelling, just extremely pissed. And the only thing they did for me was give me a bottle of whiskey. And I still have the bottle of whiskey um, to this day. I haven't even opened it, um, but I still have that bottle of whiskey. And they gave me um, some money for um, for the towels and my slippers. They First, they were only going to give me $70 because they they calculated my rent to the time that I couldn't use my apartment or something like that. So it was like four hours and they came up with like $70 or something. I don't know what it was. Some, some BS. And I, and I called them and argued so many times that they gave in to give me a hundred dollars, like big whoop. My Ugg slippers, I think were like $80 and all the towels that I used to soak up all the shit and the piss that must've been like another $80. So it was, it was such BS. And then they give me that bottle of whiskey, like here, go drink your sorrows away. Good luck. Um, and so just the combination of those three things, I'm like, man, like if I'm ever being tested, like this is a test here. Like what, what is this? And, you know, losing 20 terabytes, not getting any clients, my bathroom exploding. I'm like, is this my, my welcome gift to the real world of just finally leaving my parents' house and, and creating a life for myself and building a business and whatnot. And it was, it was one of the, it was, one of the hardest things mentally that I, that I had to deal with. And a couple of days later I get a phone call and it was a potential client. And if anyone is on my email list, I I've already told this story. You guys have probably read this, maybe not. Um, but a few days later I get on a phone call with a potential client and they need my film and photo services. I'm like, wow, like, this this could not have come at, at at a better time like finally like i got a client like after <laughs> after many weeks of not having a client um which can be a little scary and i'm and i'm thinking about the quote as he's talking about like how many days it's going to be and like all these things and yada 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 and long story short i hang up the phone and that was my very first $10,000 client that i had booked and i was like I, I, I remember that moment, like, holy shit. Like I just went from freaking the F out, not losing 20 terabytes, not having any clients, my bathroom exploding, feeling like, like my business is in the toilet. Why did I make all these decisions? Why did I just, just reliving all of past decisions of doing free work and, 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 you know, working for certain people and just like every, all the shit that I went through. And I realized that I was put, I was investing in myself. I was putting in all of this effort, this work, this money towards this dream. And there was a little bit of a delay because some negative things happened. The losing the 20 terabytes, the no clients, <laughs> the bathroom exploding in my, in my freaking face. And what I wasn't realizing was all the work I was putting in, all of those decisions, all of the, all the, the free work that I did, all the networking and the traveling and the investing, the learning, all those different things I put in, it, it 
it paid off. It finally paid off. And that was the very first time where I'm like, I, I finally realized what you put in is what you get out. You put in these things, you take the risk, you, you, you get out underneath of, of the, of the comfort, you get away from the comfort as much as you can. And sooner or later, you're going to start seeing big, big changes. And that first, that first $10,000 client, that was, that was, that was the pivotal moment for me. Everyone has some sort of pivotal moment where they don't, maybe they don't necessarily realize it right away. That was a pivotal moment for me because obviously that was my highest paying client. And, and I mean, not even, not even by, you know, I had, I had, I had a $6,000 client. I had a, I had a $7,000 client before that, but the $10,000 client that like that number to get, to make that money, like, boom, I just made $10,000. Like, bam, like that, that number, it just, it, it just, it hit, it really hit me. And I was like, wow, I really can't do this. I'm going to take over the world kind of, kind of feeling. And in order to experience that, you have to take risk and you have to invest in yourself. You have to spend money. You cannot just save and hold and feel the tightness. You have to just let it all go. You have to breathe. If you're going to take anything from this episode today, just take this. Let yourself breathe. If you're going to do this, if you're going on this journey of creating a creative business, building a creative business, being a freelancer, being an entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, you have to let it breathe. As soon as you start feeling that tightness, just let it go do what you have to do, spend the money that you have to spend and trust yourself that it's going to come back at times 10. That is what an investment is all about. And look, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you're going to spend money and it's not going to come back and that happens. But if you don't do it at all, nothing will happen. Nothing. And something is better than nothing. And the more something that you do, the more you, you, you make these decisions, the more you'll start making better decisions and better decisions and better decisions. I see so many people that struggle with money because they're just making the same decisions over and over again. They, they feel the tightness and they don't let go. They just keep the tightness and they hold on to it and they don't breathe. They save, save, save. Doesn't mean to spend everything, but you have to spend something. You have to invest something. You have to give something. And you have to trust yourself that it's going to come back. I trusted myself. I said, I'm going to figure this shit out. I'm going to move out. I'm going to, you know, I didn't check off all the boxes. That list, that that freelancer list where, you know, where you decide, okay, I'm going to go full time. I, I didn't complete all the boxes myself. I just decided to go. I had completed enough. I'm like, you know what? I've been living at home for this long. I've already, I've made this amount of money, you know, I'm not technically making and, and keep in mind, I was, I still had my personal training business. So all my income that I was making, it wasn't just from freelancing video and photo. It was also my, my fitness, my fitness business, my personal training business that I had created. I really didn't check off all the boxes before I left. I just, I just said, let's go. And I don't regret it. And if I didn't make that decision, I don't think I would be anywhere near where I am right now. Let it breathe. Take risk. Make mistakes. Learn from the mistakes. But keep breathing. Keep letting your money flow in and out, in and out, in and out. 
take those risks. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, sign up for that five-day challenge on landing your biggest client. We're going to be going over things like things like this episode, even things like this episode, because everything stems from the mind, my people. This is what I'm learning myself. I'm not, I, I don't talk the talk. I walk the walk. I'm going through it myself. I'm going through it right now. And it's changing my freaking life. It's crazy. It's, it's mindset so key. It's everything. It's everything. We got to be, we got to be incredibly positive. We got to see every single opportunity and we got to, and we got to strike when you know, and you know when to strike, you'll feel it. You'll feel that tightness. Like, Oh, I don't know. That's when you strike. That's when you do it. That's when you go for it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll see you in that five day challenge. Click the link in the show notes or click the link in my Instagram bio or go to www.zachkravitzcoach.com slash my biggest client. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Peace.